In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today, from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12. Today, actually, we celebrate the martyrdom of St. Philotheus. And usually, the Church, when we celebrate uh, one of the martyrs, reads this chapter from Luke chapter 12, in which our Lord Jesus Christ tells us, My beloved, do not be afraid of those who kill the body. Uh, until now, in many areas of the world, Christians are persecuted and killed. Maybe, thanks be to God, here in America, there is no uh, persecution for the Christian and uh, there is freedom of religion. But I believe there is a different type of persecution that we are facing here in the United States. Now actually, to express your faith openly, it is considered here by the standards of America right now an offense to others. For example, if you greet others saying Merry Christmas, this can be an offense to others. And they replaced it by Happy Holidays. If you express your faith that Christianity condemn homosexuality and same-sex marriage, this considered be an offense and you cannot speak about this plainly. Again, if you express that God exists and there is only one God, this considered an offense to the atheist and you will be labeled as intolerant and you are you have prejudice and you cannot say this publicly. And many other sorts of hidden uh, persecution toward Christian. Although this country was based on Christian foundation, but unfortunately right now, when you speak about the Christian principles, it is considered offense to others, and they demand from people to be politically correct and use political language that actually not offending to others, even if this against your faith. So, although there is no martyrdom here, but there is a hidden type of persecution 
toward the Christians. And the gospel of today, the Lord is encouraging us not to be afraid to defend your faith and to speak about your faith plainly and clearly. And the Lord gave many reasons why we should not be afraid when we defend our faith. And it is actually a responsibility for every believer to defend his faith and her faith. As we read in the first letter of St. Peter, be ready to give a defense for the reason of hope that is in you. We have hope in resurrection. We have hope in eternal life. We have hope in salvation. And we need to be ready to give a defense, to defend our faith, and to defend the reason of our hope, why we have this hope. So the Lord today told us, speak and don't worry. He told us, when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. We are vessels of the Holy Spirit. We received the Holy Spirit when we were baptized and chrismated by the Holy Oil. And the Holy Spirit in us is teaching us, empowering us, strengthening us, guiding us. So don't be afraid. Even if they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, don't worry. The Holy Spirit will give you and will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. And we can see how uneducated people like the apostles were fishermen, simple people. When they took them before the authorities, they were courageous enough to say, no, we ought to obey God more than men. And they were not afraid even when they threaten you, when they threaten them, that they will kill them. Actually, Herod took James, the son of Zebedee, and killed him to please the Jews. And when he saw this pleased the Jews, he arrested St. Peter and put him in the prison to kill him too. But this actually did not make the disciples afraid or fearful. Rather, as we read in Acts chapter 5, they were happy. They were joyful because they were considered worthy to suffer shame for the name of Christ. They were joyful because they were considered worthy to suffer shame for the name of Christ. So, 
God today is telling us, do not be afraid. Even if they kill your body, after that, they have no more that they can do. They have no power over your spirit and over your soul. Even your body, if they kill the body, in the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, we will be risen. So, killing the body is nothing because we will be risen, as we say in the creed, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. They have no authority over our souls. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Fear lest you are living in the kingdom of darkness. Fear lest Satan is guiding and uh, leading your way. Fear from the sin that can actually cast the people into hell. Fear, uh, fear from iniquity and disobedience of God. But to kill us because we are Christian, actually this will not make us worry or fearful because we know that our bodies will be raised and we will have eternal life with Christ. Another reason the Lord told us, he said, are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins Actually, if five sparrows sold for two copper coin, then the question, how many sparrows one copper coin will get? Definitely one copper coin will not get two and a half. So one copper coin will get two. So actually two copper coins will get four. But if there are five sold for two copper coin, means there is one for free has no price, has no value. And the Lord said, even this one that has no value in the eyes of the people, this one sparrow that people give for free is not forgotten before God. So God will not forget you. You are purchased with the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. If God does not forget this sparrow that has no value, how will he forget you who purchased you by his own blood? Definitely God will not forget you. One of the stories that I like in the scripture, the story of David and King Saul. When King Saul actually was chasing David and wanted to kill him. Can you imagine king with an army chasing one person and want to kill him? David said to him, if God give you authority to kill me, let him accept me as a sacrifice. And if God doesn't give you authority to kill me, you will not be able to kill me. Which means our life and our future 
and our destiny is not in the hand of men. Our life is in the hand of God. We call him Pantocrator. Pantocrator, the one who has control of everything. God has control of everything. So when God allows evil, at the end, actually, it's for our benefit. Maybe we don't see it right now. But as St. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. And if you study the history of the church, studying the history of the church is actually the study of the work of the Holy Spirit in the love of the church. And we can see how the evil, how the conspiracies that are planned again in the church of God turn it into, in the end to the goodness of people uh, who love God. So, as David said to Saul, you have no authority over me. And if God gives you this authority to kill me, then it is by permission from God. And I'm willing to die if that God see better for me and let him accept me as a sacrifice. But if God did not give you authority, you cannot kill me. And Saul, with his army, could not kill David. Actually, in one of the wars, Saul and Jonathan were killed and David became the king afterward. God wants us to know how much he cares about us. He told us, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. Nobody can count the hair of his head. But God tells us, even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. And not one single hair fall down without permission from God. To that extent, God cares about us. So, if we trust our life with Him, we will not be afraid. We will not be afraid to defend our faith, to defend our faith and to confess it publicly and clearly, and to stand for our faith and to say, this is what we believe. Nothing wrong with that. Actually, the Lord told us, I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him, the Son of Man, also will confess before the angels of God. If we stand strong and we confess our faith and we defend our faith, in the second coming, when he comes in his glory and the glory of his Father, he will confess us. He will say, these are my children. These are people who defended their faith, who confessed and testified that I am the true God. Now I will tell them, well done, good and faithful servants. You were faithful on what's least. 
Now I, I will appoint you on what's much. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Those who will be afraid or will be politically correct in order not to offend the people and admit that the truth is relative and there is no absolute truth and compromise their faith in order just to please people. This is a denial of our faith. St. Paul said, if I please men, I cannot please God. If I please men, I cannot please God. Those who deny me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Another message that the Lord told us, those who will persecute you, not necessarily to kill you, but to discriminate against you because you are Christian, because you are defending your faith, because you are saying the truth, because you avoid pleasing men, you avoid to be politically correct, just to confess and testify for the reason of hope that's in you. If anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him, but to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Meaning what? The Son of Man in his incarnation, people actually uh, didn't know who he is. Even the apostles, when the Lord asked them, who do you say that the Son of Man is? Some of them said Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Only Peter told him, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And maybe not until after resurrection and the descent of the Holy Spirit, they start to defend the face of Jesus, that he is the Son of God, the Messiah. So if anybody actually uh, said any word against the Son of Man, because they could not understand how God become man, they couldn't comprehend the mystery of incarnation, it will be forgiven. But the Holy Spirit, who sins against the Holy Spirit, who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, number one, will teach us that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. No one can say Jesus is God except by the Holy Spirit. So blaspheming against the Holy Spirit means to refuse to believe in the divinity of Christ. The Holy Spirit will move your heart, will pierce your heart to confess the divinity of Christ, but you will resist. Also, the Holy Spirit will encourage you to say the truth. As the Lord said, don't worry how or what you should answer. The Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. But if I did not listen to the Holy Spirit at this moment, and I tried to please men 
rather than saying the truth that is a sin against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. If the Holy Spirit is con- convicting me to live life of repentance, life of righteousness, life of holiness, but I resist the work of the Holy Spirit, then actually this blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. The Lord Jesus Christ raised Lazarus from the dead. And nobody heard that a human being raised man from dead after being in the tomb four days. And many people believed the Holy Spirit moved their heart to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But when actually the chief priests and the scribe and Pharisees heard about the resurrection of Lazarus, what they planned to do? They planned to kill Lazarus, to kill the evidence that Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the Son of God. Instead of believing, they resisted the Holy Spirit and they wanted actually to kill Lazarus, to kill the evidence of his divinity. And until now, many people, when the evidence is so strong about the divinity of Christ, about the truth, about uh, what's right and what's wrong, what is sinful and what's not sinful, and they resist the truth, and they are preaching a different gospel, different than the gospel that we received from the Lord and his apostles. They distort the word of God. That's blasphemy again in the Holy Spirit. That's why the Lord said, he who blasphemes again in the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. They don't have excuse. Maybe if you say a word again at the Son of Man during his incarnation, you have an excuse. But when the Holy Spirit convicts you with many evidences, but you still resist to confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Messiah and to confess his divinity and to say the truth. And when you try to please men rather than pleasing God, this is actually resisting the work of the Holy Spirit. So the message of the gospel today Don't be afraid. The children of God are courageous, brave. They speak the truth. They testify for the truth. And they put their trust in God. Because God is the Pantocrator. God controls everything. And when he allows even evil to happen to us, God will turn it to our goodness and to our benefit. So let me conclude with the words of the psalm of today. Oh God, you are more awesome than your holy places. God, you are awesome. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Don't be afraid. God will give you strength and power. Let the righteous be glad. Don't Be anxious, don't worry. Let the righteous be glad. 
let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.